Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minutes, the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And I am Darth Lark from the Dark Knight Minute podcast. And you can find me at geekmindfusion.com. And today we're talking about minute 175 of Dawn of Justice, which is going to start out with uh, Lois Lane holding a an, uh, a um, an amount of dirt in her hand over Clark's grave. Uh-huh. And then the minute's going to end with credits because this is the last footage minute f- photography footage of the film, if that makes sense. The whole thing was filmed oh, on yeah. film. Yeah. So this is kind of like kind of like the last minute uh, of like this whole thing. I don't know what you guys do for the credits if you actually just talk during the credits just about random stuff. Or we not. have uh, we do we do we do things we do things we plan things out. We got games. Um, sometimes we play board games. Um, I think we got cornhole somewhere laying around here. Um, there's sometimes a magician comes by, uh, sometimes a clown goes around to every one of the tables and does, uh, uh, animal balloon animals for donations. That's where he gets you though. Cause he just, he, he'll just make it, he make you a big old hat and a sword and he'll just be like, here you go, kid. And he looks at the parents and say, I work on donations. He got to pay him like $30. Yeah. I was going to do my taxes, but that sounds like more fun. Um, well, geez, count me in. <laughs> uh, even though it's way past the tax date. Um, <laughs> Jump up on the competition. Leg up on the competition. Oh, yeah. I'm getting mine ready for next year. Uh-huh. Or you extended the deadline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could have done that. There, yeah. I could have done that. Um, no, uh, ne- the we still have two more weeks of minutes after we talk about today's minute. Because um, we still have... Eight minutes to talk about. All right. Um, oh, and credit what we're, oh. yeah, what we're going to be doing. Um, I don't know about next week, but the very last week we'll have definitely some stuff where we'll try to get some listener input. Excuse me, some listener input and some fan input um, on the minute because you know people have joined us for 183 minutes, 183 days of content. So. Uh, Now's their time to voice their opinions. Maybe we'll have pizza. Maybe we might have pizza. We might have uh, e-pizza, so internet pizza. You could send it to someone, um, and uh, it'll probably infect your computer, so don't click on that link. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Lois Lane is holding a large amount of dirt, or a small amount of dirt. Um, it's a handful. It's a handful of dirt. And uh, she holds it over, sh- and we can clearly see that she's wearing the wedding ring that Clark gave her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very, 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 very powerful shot. Um, just greatly composed uh, in the scene. She's also got a really cool pea coat on. Looks gorgeous. But uh, my question is, why the dirt thing? It's like a thing they do at funerals. Yeah, it is. It, it's like given to like the closest people like mm-hmm. wife, family, mother, wife, yeah, mother, father, children, and they, and they, give them a, yeah, they give them a chance to, you know, mm-hmm. that's like a symbolic of their final farewells, if you will. Like they couldn't put, they used to do nails in the coffin, but then they were like, that's too morbid. Too morbid. <laughs> uh, that's like, when people are asked to break ground at a construction site, yeah. it's the opposite. <laughs> it's, it's the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of celebrating, breaking you know what's ground. cool? Yeah, they always think they do. They put um, not I don't. I think it's cool. Um, when they put a, a a potted plant on top of a on top of a building, you know what that's supposed to signify? What do you wait? The when like, someone's like building, when they're constructing a building, there's mm-hmm. usually a potted plant on the top. You know why? To signify nature's resolve over uh, man's buildings here. That's if that person believes in it. I'm sure that's like, oh, dude, all the time. You'll see, you'll notice it all the time. There's like always a potted plant on top it's of a building. The foreman saying we should do that. Yeah, or is like that a, one yeah, construction it's like, it's like that. It's like a symbolism thing that like we're never going to be as big as nature is. So like nature could come and just start destroying everything. I wish they really believed that. 
because it doesn't seem like it with our current economical climate, economical, uh, just regular climate, eco climate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. eco friendly climate. Um, what about those big buildings that have like giant like springs on them, so like they don't fall over during like earthquakes, or they have like the ch- the metronome weight. Yeah, like the uh, what do they call it? Uh, Stars of the P. Pendulum. Pendulum. Yeah. I said metronome is the same thing. It is the same thing. Metronome um, is a pendulum. Some Chinese buildings have giant like gaps in them. And so they're like built to like have a kind of like a hole. And you would think it's for like wind to like pass through and breathe. And oh, stuff. yeah. Like the ones on stilts. Stilt. It kind of looks like a stilt. <laughs> like they're on stilts, but they really just have like giant sections that are just like missing. So it's like a, a gap in the building. So um, they look like empty rectangles. Um, and it's really for, uh, spiritual dragons to pass through and like help with the feng shui. I'm sure it's just wind, but it's like the dragon energy. I'm about it. I'm, it's you got passing me. Through. I'm listening to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, that. that's welcome back to architecture minute. My name Good is George one. Costanza. Um, <laughs> have you seen the new installment to the Guggenheim? <laughs> um but yeah i didn't i didn't know that about uh dropping the 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 dirt dirt. yeah yeah Yeah. um there's there's clark and jonathan kent ghost dad and son yeah ghost dad and son reflecting on on their graves and and speaking about uh what where to go for from now i think the really the conversation is like man was that pine yeah that's a nice hey son that's a nice coffin and then Jonathan's like, "Oh, on his high horse," because they gave him Nordic cherry, and like he thinks he's better. Nordic than him. cherry is not does not exist. That is not a real piece of wood. Which <laughs> uh, is a lot of a lot of references today. Um, when you guys were in the theater and you and you got to this moment, um, the seeing this coffin with the dirt in it, what was, what was coming to mind as it, as it, as it zoomed in on here? Cause you kind of exp- like, dang, they did it. Like, that's it. I still didn't like, even now walking out of the theater, I was like, man, they, they really killed him. They really killed him. Really? Really? I, and then seeing the coffin at the end was the last part. And I was like, yep. All right. <laughs> I, I was kind of the opposite just because, you know, whenever I'm trying to predict, like what direction movies are going to go on. You always follow the money. Like that'll always predict. And okay. You guys haven't seen infinity war, so I won't go into that. I've seen it. Nate hasn't. Whatever. I I, I still won't get into it. Um, I'm even if like this goes on air, like within, you know, next month or so. You want to see it after we record tonight, but I don't know. You you put me on the spot. Anyway, <laughs> what is it? So we're following the money. Money is yeah, in Superman. Yeah. And yeah, Man of Steel was a fairly successful movie. And so I just didn't see why there was any need for them to kill him off right away. And then I did notice that the dirt lifted just like a slight like centimeter. And then I'm just like, oh, yeah, they're going to bring him back. And I mean, it, it falls in line with the comics, too, with Death of Superman. Of course, it wasn't the final Death of Superman. Like, he was able to resurrect. And, of course, they have, you know, the 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 Christian symbolism being manifested here, too. Like, oh, he now he's just starting his, you know, his, the, the three days of death type of a thing. So, yeah, I... I didn't buy one minute that this was the end. And I'm like, yeah, they're going to figure out a way of bringing him back. And like how they brought him back though, in justice league was, was actually different from what I was expecting it to be. So very, very different from what I expected. Um, I, I will say, I don't, I don't think anyone thought that they killed him off just to kill off the character. Uh, I'm pretty sure yeah, we all knew that he was going to come back, but, um, you know, that's just like a, like set in stone. Yeah. Just it's like, like in, I don't know. Yeah. We it's all just like in history. Yeah. Superman dies when he comes back. Yeah. Or, you know, Jesus Christ died and he came back, you know, that's, that's what we're going with. So when he died in this movie, like 
I felt it and I felt like it was the right thing to do. And I don't think there needs to be a, uh, a standalone death, death of Superman movie. I've said it many times, but, um, the book itself isn't very good at all. Um, I think they're going to be doing a good job with the, the, there's an animated, animated, yeah. Animated film that's coming out looks to be, I got high hopes for that. Yeah. It looks like they're really, you know, he's dying for a purpose. He's not dying for money. Um, and so, you know, they kill him here for a reason that is supposed to bleed into justice league. And, um, the whole point of, of the cinematic universe, like, uh, Superman really is the the catalyst and and the linchpin of of what's going on in this universe. Yeah. So killing him here, it, it has always kind of made sense to me, um, and it, and it really explains like why aliens would now be like, hey, there's no Superman. That planet is ours. Like, that's it. Time to go. We got this. Let's do it. Um, it makes a lot of sense in, in multiple, multiple ways. And, uh, I was like, once I saw the coffin here in this scene, like that shot, even before the dirt rises up, I was okay. I was like, okay, just that should be the end of the film. Let's do it. And it, like it was, but we, we do get like the inception type ending yeah. where it's like oh did the, the dirt really rise up and it's like nah dude the dirt really did rise up like look at it like it it rises up um which really does make it seem like he was gonna come back a different way because if dirt yeah. is rising up now why he, do we need the mother like box yeah so there's there's a lot of questions to be asked there. It's almost like a continuity error. That's uh, what I'm saying. Like, I mean, I guess take it with a grain of salt because there were other plans set for the continuation of this. I mean, the three crosses that Snyder had is is one thing. Like, that's just one clue as to like a side of the story that we're never going to see. Mm -hmm. um, you know what else we never see again? Yeah. The Codex. Yeah, so like there's things like that where it's like it's kind of open ended. It, it it probably maybe should have pointed you in a direction that's just not going to happen. Just kind of a bummer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully we can get like. Um, and I've joked that there's like this DC uh, cinematic universe now has like two Earths, mm -hmm. in which one you can say is like the theatrical cut or you know that's like earth one where you have dawn of justice theatrical cut and then justice league theatrical cut uh and like it goes on that path but if you look at the other path which is like earth two is like then you have the ultimate edition version of both films and they do things very differently and i've always joked that like this is because of the nightmare scene in which batman is given the advice about lois lane and is like does he does he uh, abide by that advice? Does he lean into it and does he commit to it? And does he actually make a change? And like from that point on, that's where the earth uh, splits into two different paths. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like my headcanon theory on that one. But the, the idea is that the theatrical cut earth is he does fix it. He fixes the issue. We get, uh, Christopher Reeve, Superman, everything's happy. We got our Justice League. We're good. The Zack Snyder version, Earth 2, like, although they form the Justice League and they defeat Steppenwolf somehow. That nightmare scene still has to happen. We still like, see we still happen. see Darkseid and we still see nightmare scene 2 that we're supposed to have in Justice League 1, but we never got. Mm -hmm. So that's my theory. I'm I'm agreeing with you there. I like the two earth things. I honestly still think that see, I don't I don't know. And it's a DC the universe. The Why wouldn't we have two I believe is still supposed to happen. Yeah. That was just the future. You know, that's fated yeah. slotted to fate. It's only um, natural that this thing has a multiversity complex. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I will say I thought he was gonna be dead a little bit longer. In Justice League? Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to wait till we get there. But uh, but yeah, it was good. I like that the dirt floating up. I liked it. I like uh, I like that he died. When when they bring him back, I literally was like, 
okay, they didn't bring him back. Like they try, but they fail, right? Like his body's just going to shoot out of that coffin and like fall down. Like, oh, it didn't work. Got dead body <laughs> here. Uh, and it's like, no, he like comes back and he's like, oh, that weirdly worked. Usually stuff like that doesn't, but you know, we're talking about a film that was based out of comic books. Yeah, it was cut like two <laughs> times. Apparently it was like, what we got was like the third product of, more like third byproduct. Anyways, uh, yeah, the, the dirt rises up from the ground. Um, I think we could have done without it. Uh, I think, I think you have to let kids know, hey, they can come back. Yo, the whole point of that is that there's still hope. I think you could have cut. Hey, he's dead. What do you mean? That's his entire <laughs> symbol. All right. The Dragon Ball Z dirt. I don't know. Hey, okay, you could the say. Dragon Ball Z dirt. Yeah, yeah, because it left, lifts up. Yeah, um, gravity, man. Yeah, well, Doomsday did it. Well, they could have been, you know, gathered all together. It's like, oh no, what are we gonna do? You know, we gotta get the Justice League together. It's like, yeah, get the Justice League together and gather the Dragon Balls. We need to bring them back. Those were the mother boxes. Yep, the MacGuffins of. Everything, you know, the, the infinity stones, the dragon balls, the, the mother boxes, horcruxes, the horcruxes, yeah. which are the evil dragon balls. Were there evil dragon balls? Mm, no, they were like, there was that fake Namek planet and they had <laughs> fake dragon balls. So <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I think, yeah, I went and uh, rewatched, uh, Pretty much all of the Dragon Ball series, like I'm completely caught up right now. And I I went through Dragon Ball Z Kai, so I completely cut that out. So, but I do know of it from the original Bridge yeah. series. And they go and make fun of some of the filler episodes. So yeah, it was just like watching watching the abridged take on that was pretty fun. Um, Goku Black, he's he's evil Goku. Does he have Nega Nega Dragon Balls? Nega Dragon Balls. Nope. That's a good one. Nope. Well, I don't know if you guys are planning on, or if you guys have already been. I it have, shows up on Toonami. I catch it every once I in a while. I saw that they're in some interest. alternate timeline, and Goku Black and Trunks is there, and Trunks just started beating. I remember one up. time where they were like, "Hey, um, you guys use these too much, so they're gonna turn into stone or something." Yeah, that was a. By the, I believe that did that. Yeah, yeah. By the way, there's like nine dragons now, and they're all really, really pissed. Uh, it's probably seven because there's seven Dragon Balls, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I, I haven't watched GT. I heard it's just not really worth it. So it's, there's a lot going on in GT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, skip to the Super Seventeen Saga, and then you'll be like, "Hey, this is really well done." And then you find out it's the last one. And you go, oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed Super, though. Like, I actually went and watched, like, the the Japanese subbed version, and so I was able to get, like, way ahead. So I know who Goku Black is, and it's actually kind of messy, but it was fun. It gets really good when you get to the Tournament of Power, though. That That was just amazing. Oh, that's like the Infinity War of Dragon Ball, right? Um, making stuff up. It's kind of even more so because it's what they do is it's the multiverse martial arts tournament, but it's a battle royale, and so you have like everybody fighting all at once. It's pretty spectacular. Like gods are fighting each other. Yeah, they start in a giant party bus, Mm -hmm. and then they get parachuted out. I know how those royals work. (laughs) (laughs) I really enjoy Dragon Ball a lot. I think that's, uh, I've like rediscovered Dragon Ball in a way that it's like, in my opinion, I think Dragon Ball is the best iteration of any of those. It's just a contained adventure. And it's just like, it's Mad Max meets Dragon Ball Z in like the weirdest way. Yeah. Films. Yeah, I went and just finished that like pretty recently. I think it was like a week I finally finished, you know, the whole series. And yeah, I like it felt like um, uh, DuckTales in a a way, just, you know, just these, you know, little self-contained adventures. And, you know, the strange boy with strange powers is, you know, just kind of ruining all these bad guys plan. And, you know, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. And then. I think when you get to the King Piccolo arc is when it starts morphing into Dragon Ball Z a bit. 
when it mm-hmm. becomes more focused on, you know, fighting the villain and, you know, having the extended fight scenes and, you know, gathering the Dragon Balls that bring people back to life because that's pretty much what they're used for for the rest of forever. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, once that you started seeing it morphing into Z a little bit. But yeah, yeah. like beginning with like the peel off saga and red ribbon army yeah that that was those are just fun because i mean you have like an entire uh like mini arc of you know the the gang finding a or having a goonies adventure in like a like an undersea pirates lair looking for treasure and one of their dragon balls and it's great i love it Mm mm-hmm yeah, it, it's just really good stuff. And I've said many times, uh, this is the first time you're listening, you've never heard this before, but I've always said um, Man of Steel and the Saiyan Saga are almost like reflections of storyline. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, that hero who is of that alien race uh, has to make a choice of, you know, defending Earth against his own race as they come down, and you know, Vegeta and General Zod and... Um, you can make that parallel. So th- they, those two really par- parallel, uh, really well with each other. Um, and so, yeah, it's always, always a good time. I always like to, whenever I watch Man of Steel, I'm like, yo, these guys are, these are Saiyans, these are Saiyans and mm-hmm. they are destroying stuff. And it's like, it kind of makes sense. Like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't it have that much catastrophe? Like this guy doesn't know what he's doing and they're just easily breaking stuff because there's no, um, or not that there's no consequence, but it was like they have all the consequences on them if they don't stop each other. So, yeah, um, it's really yeah. good, solid. Yeah, Man of Steel was like it, it was a better version of Dragon Ball. Like, remember, I don't know if you've guys seen like the Dragon Ball live action movie. It was. Freaking- oh, yeah, I saw that thing in theaters, man. Opening night. Oh, yeah. Evolution. Yeah. I-, I was there. I saw that I was I was on a 17 hour flight from South Africa and I. Like I wasn't, I was, uh, I was serving a proselyting mission, so I wasn't able to watch any movies at that point. And so I was catching up on all these movies and then I ended up watching Dragon Ball Evolution and, uh, Transformers 2. I'm just like, man, movies have really sucked since I've been out. (sighs) Yeah. But like, it felt like Man of Steel was a much better like it, it felt more like a Dragon Ball movie than that did, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Did Dragon Ball Evolution come out the same year as Revenge of the Fallen? It did. I think they were both in two thousand nine, I believe. And that was, what a bad yeah. year it was. Yeah. And and part of the reason why was that was kind of the tail end of the um, writer strike, and so you had like a a bunch of these screenwriters who were on strike trying to you know, renegotiate for the union. And at that point, you know, they were just getting these really garbage writers to, you know, go and fill in. So yeah, you had a bunch of crummy movies that year, but man, Transformers two to this day remains my, my, the most hated movie ever. Like I stopped Transformers after that. I refused to watch any more Transformer movies. No, they didn't get any better. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hear. So it's just like, I'm not missing much, you know? Like, it sucks. It really sucks. I hold Transformers deep to my heart. So the Transformer parts of the movie are cool and decent, minus some voice acting that could have gone out the window. But, man, they just need to re- redo that whole keep, series. No humans. Get the humans out. I keep out. telling people. You have to go to Universal. You have to get on that Transformers ride, and then you have to say... That's the best part. That's the that's it. That they that's if you want to see the Transformers films in three minutes, get on that ride and you'll have a great time. And you'll say, I don't have to watch the films anymore. I'm good. <laughs> I saw the best. That yes. is it. Yeah, that yeah, that was a that was a pretty fun ride. And, and and as you say, that's like if you want to get the Transformers experience then go on that and just skip the movies because then you have to, then you don't have to deal with the, all the BS that the movies and the sexism. Oh yeah. And the racism and, and uh, Oh yeah. 
That movie starts out with racism. It starts out with Bernie Mac being a car dealer. And it's like, and it's like, whoa, this movie did not age well. Um, and uh, rest in peace, Bernie Mac. But um, what? Uh, just trying to think. How do we get back? How, How do you get back? Out of there's no segue for that. We we finished this movie. That's it. Yeah. We, we did. Yeah. Right now, it's just you know we're just kind of just having fun at this point because I don't I don't know there wasn't a whole lot to talk about in this minute other than you know the the final ending frames of the movie. So dirt. we it's about dirt. Dear Tay, we did not get <laughs> to church it up, boy. <laughs> we did not get uh in Man of Steel, it ends like, oh, welcome to the planet, yeah. uh Clark. And uh then it ends with this beautiful uh fade in of the Man of Steel symbol. Yeah. As it like No, no, no. It's just it it black title. I just watched that. Oh, was it the title? Yeah, it's oh. just that's what one of my biggest things I like about movies is having a title at the end of the movie. I, oh, when Man the title's Steel. at the end of the movie, yeah. Whew, yeah. sold. That's what I like. That's how you do it. But we didn't get that here. No. Nah. Do we? Maybe well, next week. But like, I mean, come on, you're gonna cram Batman versus Superman colon Dawn of Justice like at the thing. Like, man, I really hate that title. Yeah, just just come on. It should just blackness Dawn of Justice Dawn of Justice Bat Superman symbol Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman symbol Batman symbol. If you Wonder Woman symbol, okay, Doomsday symbol, (laughs) Lex Luthor symbol, Flash symbol. Alfred symbol. Anderson Cooper 360. <laughs> oh, yeah. CNN symbol. Yeah. Um, nah, that's it. That's, that's all the symbols I got. Daily Planet. Wait a minute. They all got symbols in their posters. You remember that? What are you talking about? So think back. Dawn of Justice marketing. Sorry to bring that up. Excuse me. Batman v Superman marketing. If you can remember those days. Um, there were these blue posters with the characters in them, um, and red frame and over them, over the character that was featured in the poster was the logo of that character. And so you had Batman in the armored suit with the bat symbol in red over him. Then it was Wonder Woman and it had the Wonder Woman logo. Superman had his. Lois Lane had the Daily Planet. Symbol. I don't remember that. I just remember the propaganda posters. It was later. It was towards the release of the yeah, film. Yeah, no, I don't remember that. I don't um, remember the Daily we Planet poster. We weren't a fan of the Batman armored one because his his mouth looked photoshopped into the suit. We it, said that? Yeah, and it didn't make sense because where his eyes really would be were not, were not where the LED lights yeah. were. And so it looked it looked incorrect. Um but yeah, they they all got symbols. They got symbols, and there was a daily planet symbol. And there was a daily planet symbol. Yeah, there was. Um, but yeah, well, at least have the Batman Superman hybrid symbol. Meh. Come on. Meh. Dawn of Justice text. Just title. Yeah, just text. Dawn of Justice text on a the real black title. screen. Yep. Yeah. Not Batman v Superman. Throw that in the trash. Mm-hmm. Don't call this movie Batman v Superman anymore. Which is weird because like you you have to in normal conversation. No, I say Donald Justice all the time. Do you? And people have to people get it. Mm. Every time I say Dawn of Justice and people understand what I'm talking about, I win. I'm yeah. like I'm like, <laughs> we're good. I know the feeling, I, man. Like if you feeling. can understand that I'm talking about this film, hey, I'm winning. Spreading the the, the truth out there. Um, because once you, once you accept that that's the title of this film, it kind of makes sense where we're headed. You call it Batman v Superman. We're thinking, why did he die? And why are we doing this justice league thing? And it's like, because Batman v Superman isn't the point of this film. I get it, man. You're preaching to the choir. (sighs) We've been here before too many times, but, uh, we do get, um, we don't, I don't know. Do we get Zack Snyder credit? We actually get like his assistant directors first, uh, Misha Bukowski, um, and Bruce Moriarty, and Jim Rowe. Jim Rowe's credited right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zack Snyder doesn't, uh, yeah, he's not in here yet. Visual effects producer Josh 
Yagars. Yahars. Jaggers. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce that. <laughs> that was funny. But uh that's gotta that's 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 the person that you kinda have to point to and be like, hey, there's a lot of weight on your shoulder when it comes to superhero. Visual films. effects producer. Visual effects producer. That's like everything. Mm. Like, but when this film comes out, we telling them it's on you. Yeah. So I'm gonna say good job, man. Really good job with this film. Good job, man. If you're attached to Justice League, we might have some problems. It's probably not your fault, but we'll have to talk to you about it. Strongly um, worded letter. Strongly worded letter. Just invite him on the show. All right. Hey. Air it out. Air out your grievances. Squash your beef. Um, squash your beef. Uh, you guys got anything else for today's minute? I know we're ending the actual footage of film. Not for today's minute, no. Um, we're going to give you the floor. Uh, Darth Lark, do you have any closing notes about uh, either this minute or anything that you, since this is the last uh, day of the week, Anything you have in reserves that you would like to talk about? Um, uh, or promote or plug? Uh, okay, I'm sure I'm sure you guys are really really sick of uh, talking about this, but can we go back to the Martha scene? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just want to pitch to you guys kind of the what how I would have approached it, and I just want to see what you guys think of it. And so. Like I have my own kind of headcanon. Like I've I've wanted to do a fan rewrite of this movie just because I see the potential that it has. I just don't think it quite made it myself. But the potential I, for you. Yeah, for me. I, I know you guys, you know, have really, really, you know, positive feelings about this movie. And mine are more complicated. I guess that's the only way of putting it. But um one thing is that I actually don't mind the fact that Superman got darker or or got more violent and the reason why is it makes sense in the in that you know this is an older Batman and my backstory would have been more focused around the fact that Superman or not not Superman Batman feels like he has become more um responsible for the or not the emergence but the emergence of uh these super criminals and so he he's like thinking you know dick is off doing nightwing stuff jason todd is dead you know there's no more prodigy for for me to pass pass on my skills to you know take over the cal so you know and he, you're get i'm getting older now and i can't keep doing this anymore and so you know what what now what do you do at that point and i think at that point is you know, the moral thing for me to do is to put an end to it, like for good. And I think that would have given, that would have made a lot more sense for the character to be like, you know, he used to have these ideals, but then, you know, just after years of just doing Batman over and over again has just crushed him to the point where like he's really given up on those ideals. And he's just like, you know what? To hell with it. We're going to put an end to it. And so, so are you saying suicide? No, no, no. Squad? no, no I'm, suicide. I'm talking about, uh, uh, this movie. This is like a rewrite of my rewrite of this movie. And so, so then going back to the Martha scene, the way that I would have approached the fight between Batman and Superman was that Superman was trying to, uh, help persuade Bruce to revitalize his moral code that he had and to help him to, realize that you know there is hope in the future there is somebody who can he can pass the mantle on to and so you know like you know batman is just like swinging away just beating the crap out of him and superman is just giving into it he's just like doesn't care he's just trying to prove a point he's like and so like what i would have had for the martha scene is uh you know have him get the spear ready to go and he's about to you know put the f final blow and then and then he's just like, you know what, just do do what you need to do, but please save Martha. And then, and then it like triggers a flashback to him uh, with his parents in the alleyway. And then I was thinking of like a a camera movement that's pivoting around him, but like 
it shows what what it reveals is that Bruce Wayne actually turns into Joe Chill and the spear becomes the gun. And then he realizes, oh, crap, I have become the very thing that I've been fighting against my whole life. And then that's what like snaps him out of it. He's just like, what have I done? And he's just like freaking out. He just throws a spear away. And then he, he just realizes what he's been doing was wrong. And he, and then that way Superman is, you know, the symbol of hope. He's the, the, the ying to Batman's yang. He's the, um, the one that brings life and light back into Bruce's life. And you know, helps them to realize, you know what, I need to do better. I need to become the hero that I used to be. And I need to be the example like brute, like a uh, Superman is. And so I don't know that that's just how I would have envisioned a, an alternate way of having that scene so that the, so that the Marth, it isn't so much as like, Oh, our mothers have the same names, but then he's just remembering like, you know, what, why is he Batman in the first place? And like, realizing like i can't be the criminal anymore like i'm i don't know what do you guys think good news for you that's actually what it's supposed to mean um yeah uh, it's just uh that that is what it that is exactly what's going through his head um the whole martha thing was just you know a trigger word it wasn't just about oh we have it's hey, same z's it wasn't that um, um do, you, do you feel like you didn't uh that you, you don't see that in, in the film I, when you watch it? I felt a little bit of it. I just didn't feel like it came across as strongly as it should have. Like, that's the thing is like, that's the thing with this movie. I didn't quite feel those moments as strongly. Like I didn't, like I didn't have to like want to um, justify the way that the movie was presented post hoc, if, if you will. Like I, like when I, like in the moment I was just like, wait, what? Like, um, okay, I guess. Would it have helped with, I mean, I guess would, would the visualization of a flashback helped to that or would it have been I, just I think, spoon feeding? Well, I think the thing is, is that they were much more focused on the, the fight between Batman versus Superman and not like developing Batman's backstory. And I'm, and I don't mean like, Batman Begins type backstory. I'm talking about like where he's at now. Like, how did he get up to the point where he just doesn't give a crap anymore? Like, okay, so like, we want to see like right before. Yeah, this. I right. wanted to know more about what brought Batman up to this point. And I think, and I, and I, I've already, I've already complained about that. There's too much in this movie, and that might uh, make it worse. But again, I'm not by any means in a position to remake this movie at all. So. This is all in my head. This is this yeah. is the way that I bring closure to myself. And uh, you know, we, you know, uh, all three of us, like, we don't write for movies, so we don't, we don't know, like, like they, they, they make films. You know, uh, Zack Snyder makes films. Steven Spielberg makes films. Like, they, they have gone through all these ways of of how films are made, and and when we write stuff, I know I'm writing stuff and mm -hmm. you know, we, we all have our ways that we would write stuff and, but we don't know when we are being too, there are times where you need to maybe treat the audience like simpler folk and, and, and give something that they need to hold on to and be like, Hey, I need you to hold on to this. Um, and then there are times where it comes off very heavy handed and it's that balance that we have to wrestle with as a writer and say like, hey, um, should Batman look at the spear and instead of seeing a spear, he sees a gun in his hand and he like drops it maybe. And then that for us as the audience, we go, oh, spear, gun, that means he is like symbolism. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, I get it. Or does he look around the room and he's going through like, stages of grief in his head but like it's only done through emotion the, the actor mm -hmm. you know the actor is doing all these nonverbal like looks and his eye movement and like the audience doesn't see that like mm -hmm. sometimes but uh what we like to do here on this podcast is we like to imply that um that it's okay that this movie 
doesn't spoon feed the audience. That's up for debate, though. Yeah. You know, and maybe I should clarify that, at least to me, and maybe I need to flesh it out better, but like uh, there's several changes that I would make to the story that would kind of have everything kind of lead up to that point. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it isn't about, you know, just changing the fact that, you know, you see a flashback. Like, that's not really the point. It's that you're making the character arc of Batman about him, you know, his fall from grace and then eventually his return back to the lines. Yeah. So like a redemption. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see what you're getting Yeah, at. and so that's more about what I wanted, what I was hoping the movie to be. And another thing is... uh and this is going back to Man of Steel. I was actually uh, one of the few people who actually didn't mind the wanton destruction. And I actually love the idea that of this movie bringing that up. It's like, you know, we need to talk about, you know, what it takes to be a superhero, like what it takes to have bring responsibility if you have this great power. And I, I love that idea. And I've always seen Man of Steel as not a Superman movie, but him becoming Superman. And I was hoping that this movie would have been, you know, him, you know, a culminating into the, um, the gray archetype of Superman that, and what he represents for people like, and I, I don't feel like I got that from this, from this movie. Yeah. uh, Well, first of all, yeah. With the man of steel thing, you're, you're absolutely correct because, uh, Superman's not in the title of the film. It's Man mm-hmm. of Steel. So it's very much not a Superman film. It's a becoming a man. Coming of age. Yeah, coming yeah. to become coming a... Of age. <laughs> learning to become a Superman. Um, yeah, exactly. And uh, they wanted to do a Man of Steel sequel. Um, and then they kept toying with the idea that Batman would be at the end credits. He would... Um, excuse me. He would receive a shipment of kryptonite at his door and you know he'd open the door and it'd be bruce wayne and he'd look at the open this box and his glowing green light hit him and you'd be like oh wow so, uh, batman gets uh, first of all batman's in this universe and he gets kryptonite we're gonna see him take on superman like that would be the third film um and we'd have a true man of steel sequel but then they they kept toying with the idea like if batman's in this universe like he's not just gonna be sitting at home like with a Superman going, you know, doing whatever he wants to with no one checking and balancing him. Um, But in the beginning of this film, we're told that over the two years or 18 months that have passed um, through nothing but newspaper clippings that Superman has done so much. He's, he's done, um, just so many different things. He's even like destroyed a super germ that was going to wipe out the planet. He stopped earthquakes from killing mm-hmm. people and volcanoes. And he did the action comics thing, whatever. But like man, of two, man of steel two happened in a, in, in a sense of like, uh, episodic adventures of Superman. Like yeah. that happened. Yeah. And so for two years, we do have, boy scout superman doing his thing what happens in this film is that someone goes hey what if he's not boy scout superman what if he's just the next dictator and then people start going wow you know what maybe he isn't such a great guy and now we start questioning him because of old lex Luthor's plan in motion that's the problem because we come into this film going oh we're gonna see gross the superman and it's like no you're going to see superman on trial because that's logical. Mm-hmm. We should be questioning him. You know, this film, Dawn of Justice, influenced the Sokova Accords and Civil War. You know, the Russo brothers are like, hey, that makes a lot of sense. Maybe we should check the power of our superheroes. And like, case in point, I don't know. Like, it's, there it is. Yeah, it's like that's that's an obvious evolution to storytelling. And so... The the argument that I think is valid is it's um it falls in execution, mm-hmm. which is really just preference. Yeah. Um, but you can't deny that uh what you're saying, like how you would have done it, is not is very not different. <laughs> 
yeah. is very not different. It's almost the same as how this movie plays out. It's just execution. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like, you know, you we would just change a little bit things here. We would probably, like, do a little more emphasis on why Batman um, is a more crueler, darker, dark knight. Um, and that's the execution. Yeah. To change the perfe- mm-hmm. their perception. Yeah. So execution is fine because I've heard that argument and that that to me is the same because I say those things about films and and then I just laugh inside my head and I go, oh, that's not <laughs> you can't make that decision. You can't say, oh, I I would change Ready Player One because I would rather it be done this way. It's yeah. like, but you don't because you're yeah. not a director because <laughs> you don't make films. So it's OK that that film exists and you can't do anything about it. And I go, OK. Yeah. I go cry my bowl of cereal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it kind of takes me back to another movie. I don't know if you've guys seen it, which is uh, The People versus George Lucas. And it kind of brings up that uh, idea of, you know, when something becomes so important to a culture, when it becomes so intertwined with, uh, you know, our lives in many respects, such as Star Wars or even batman superman and a bunch of these you know very popular comics like who has ownership over that and legally it goes to like lucasfilm or to uh dc comics and so forth but you know, but the but then you have to think about you know do does the fans have a say in it and and there's no clear answer for that Be- their wallets have a say in it yeah like legally and technically we don't, but you know, when, when it kind of becomes more than just the movie, then it, you know, it, it becomes something more, it becomes part of the culture. And, you know, that's something that I think should be shared with everybody. But um, I guess this is just my, my closing remarks, just to kind of wrap things up for my, my feelings about the movie. Okay. You know, we, we can have disagreements on, execution and the way that the movie was portrayed and all that. But one thing I will say about this movie is that it does bring a discussion. It is still a fascinating movie and whether it be for the fact that you think it's, you know, very well made and philosophically sound or whether you think it's an absolute joke, you know, people do talk about this movie and I don't think it's going to die out. Like it's, it's a decisive film for sure, but at least you can have a discussion about it. At least you can have an argument. You can tease it. You can, you know, take it seriously. Like, and a movie that can do that is just, you know, it, it's, it's called art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called I mean, art. Yeah, exactly. A masterpiece. Oh, that's up for debate, <laughs> but <laughs> art nonetheless. Yeah. And I mean, you could even make, make the discussion of, you know, certain art forms are, you know, technically speaking are absolutely awful but if they you know make you think about things if they have a discussion to be made then you know there's some there's something worth worthwhile in that and i mm-hmm. i do believe that for this movie you know i have my gripes with it sure but it is a movie that i think people are going to be talking about for for years to come and you know, how many of us are going to have those same discussions for like, say, I don't know. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah, exactly. That was exactly what I was thinking of. Like, that was just such a, you know, by the numbers, safe movie that, you know, it was safe. It was just boring. And, and yeah, that's one thing is this movie was not safe and it was very ambitious. And I will give the filmmakers credit for, you know, at least trying to do something with it that was more than just you know a popcorn movie there you go even boom that's it that's what matters even we're right we did it yeah it's it's, it strikes up discussion that's that's what matters yeah there's a whole social media platform that lives off of this discussion oh yeah which you can find me on i'm on vero find me on there um Thank you so much, Darth Lark, for being on the show. It's been an absolute blast. Oh, having um, me on. It, I was I was looking forward to this day just so I can have this discussion with you guys. Because, again, I have my issues with the movie, but there's a discussion to be had. Yes, exactly. And then what I love about it so much is um, we, we really want to invite uh, people with different opinions about this movie onto this show 
movie because they have just as much much right to say what they didn't like as we do to say what we do like and that's what one of the things when we started this podcast was like that's what i want to bring in i want to bring in the people that didn't like it uh not just for the sake of saying oh i hate this film and we say oh cool i got that recording let's put it out there so we can piss people off it's like no let's talk things out and see why we think the way we do yeah there you go um so it was just you know it worked out so well that we got to close. I don't know which one of you guys over the Dark Knight Minute chose these minutes, but you did. Oh. And it worked out perfectly. <laughs> and it, was it you? It was me, and it was for the most superficial reasons you can imagine. I just laughed so much at the ding, ding, ding part. Like, that was the reason why I <laughs> wanted to go over these minutes. But fortunately, there was a lot to talk about. Like, you know, the I didn't realize I was going to be having the last minutes of the actual movie, so... I, I, I think I it, it was a superficial reason for sure, but I lucked out, I think. They were they were some good minutes. Yeah. We seem to be uh, pretty good at lucking out with things like that on this <laughs> on this podcast. So Yeah. I didn't even know it was the last week of footage until we started doing the podcast. That's how you know we do our homework. Yeah, that's how we do it. Um but we're not done yet. We still have yeah. eight episodes left. And board games and pizza and all these fun things. So guys, like, stay tuned. There's no board games. There's no pizza. But we will be discussing the credits. And as you know, people deserve their credit. So join us next week and the week after that. And uh, we're going to be combing through the, the eight minutes of credits and seeing what we can find uh probably noting uh important people that have worked on the film and everything that people have contributed to the film uh so join us there those episodes start coming out monday so you can find us on all social media at dceu minute and uh find us at the facebook group dc cinematic minute listener society you can join us guests and other listeners to talk about these minutes or if you're catching up on man of steel minute or if you didn't know that we did man of steel minute there are 143 episodes that we did prior to this 175 episodes that you can check out. So there's a lot of podcast content that you can catch up on and then you can come back to that Facebook group and talk to us about it and let us know if you found anything or if we missed anything or if you want to just tell me how your day was. I'm all ears and we'll catch you guys Monday for another episode of DC Cinematic Minute.